Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonnell here. I've been a property investor now for over 19 years and I've built up a multi-million pound property portfolio using creative property investment techniques. So right now I'm in my office. This is where I run my property portfolio from. This is where all the staff sit that look after the portfolio on a day-to-day basis. So Yang Chen says, can I ask when you purchase these investment properties with mortgages, do you always have a 25-year mortgage? No, we don't. Here's why. If you're buying a residential family home, which is what I believe you're thinking about, Yang, you would put that on a 25-year, typically, 25, 30, 35-year repayment mortgage. Meaning, for instance, if you took out 100 grand of debt, other numbers are available, if you had 100 grand of debt and you had it on a repayment mortgage over 25 years, in 25 years' time, you don't owe anything. With investment properties, buy-to-let properties, We just have interest-only mortgages. So even after 25 years, you still owe the balance. You still owe the 100 grand. You're only paying the interest. So what typically we do is we put them on interest-only mortgages and we fix them for two to five years. My preferred is five years. It doesn't matter if it's 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. It doesn't matter the length because I still owe the balance in the future. So repayment mortgages for your family home buy-to-let properties, interest-only mortgages, then the 25-year term does not matter. Just James. Just James says, brilliant video, Kev. This is regards to my 25K derelict property project. Um, showing once again just what is possible. The cost of the refurb at 30K seems quite remarkably low. How do you do that? Looking forward to meeting again. So, number of ways we do our refurbs at the price we do them in. So, first of all, we're in Nottinghamshire. Now, Anywhere across the north of England, refurbs are going to be less than they are in the south of England because of cost of, ref- of material, cost of labour. However, more importantly, in the south, you might be thinking, oh, that means I can't do it in the south. No, because your end value in the south is going to be higher. So you might spend more on your refurb, but you're going to get a higher end value. And the end value is the key. But in the north, number one, labour material is cheaper. Number two is LNPG. What's LNPG? It's the Landlord's National Property Group. So um, Nick Watchorn, who runs the LNPG, good friend of mine, Nick has a discount club for landlords. It's called LNPG, the Landlord's National Purchasing Group. You get significant discounts, better than trade discounts, on all your materials. So if you're using LNPG, you can get massive discounts on kitchens, bathrooms, paint, uh, pretty much anything you need for your projects, saving a lot of money. From Petro Petro says, um, Artisticas son unos fucada monster muchas y un bien ejerico saludos. I think it's Spanish. I don't speak Spanish, I'm afraid. So Petro Petro, um, I don't have a translator on me right now. Apologies, but it's the next question on the list. I'm going to just move on. Oh, by the way, how was my Spanish before I move on? Pranjal Paul Chowdhury says, Hello, sir. Could you please answer if the Liverpool is a good place to start investing journey? Anywhere is good if you know the area. Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds, London, Bristol, Cardiff, and any other city in this country or town that I haven't mentioned, 
are great areas to invest in property if you know the area. Everywhere is a good area if you know your area. It's not about the area. The area that you need to invest in is this area. The six inches between your brain, between your two ears, this area up here on top of your head is your most important area. Is Liverpool a good area? Liverpool's a great area if you know what you're doing. It's a shit area if you don't know what you're doing. Every area is either good, average or bad depending on your knowledge of the area. So yeah, it's a great area. I don't invest there because I don't know the area. But I know a lot of people who do invest there because they know the area. Would I recommend you going to Liverpool if you don't know the area? No. Would I recommend you going to Liverpool and learning the area? No reason why not. But the real question, Pranjal, is where do you live? Because where you live is your investment area. Find what works in your area and you'll make money in property. So next one, Alexis on rheumatoid arthritis says, Awesome video, Greg is a real inspiration. Cheers for sharing your journey. So that was a video we done with Greg Ball, um, a property investor in the Progressive Property community, sharing his property investment journey. Have a listen to that property video. It's on the YouTube channel. It's my first year as a property investor. If you're starting out in property, then have a listen to that. Greg Ball's interview with me about his first year as a property investor. Alexis loved that video. Cheers, Alexis, for the feedback. Udiak Robert says, I cannot resist watching your videos and learning. You will have to mentor me when I am ready to delve into the property business. So Udiak, you've said, when you are ready to delve into the property business. So what's holding you back? Why are you not ready now? What's the challenge? What's the obstacle? Because I hear this a lot, to be honest, and this comes down to mindset, is people are always never ready, making an excuse of, when I'm ready, later, I'm sorting this out, I'm sorting that out. There'll always be something stopping you from being ready. It's not about being ready or getting ready. It's about always taking action. You've got to always be ready. You've got to just take the steps. What are you waiting for? I'm going to challenge you to just get going. I want to see you back on air. Hopefully you listen to this. Stop making excuses, Udiak. Stop putting things off. Stop waiting till you're ready. I mean, what are you trying to... When, uh, please don't tell me what you mean by being ready is once you've saved up money. If you're trying to save money to get started in property instead of using your knowledge to build your property business, you're going to run out of life, man, before you've ever got started. You'll never save enough money to build a property business. You've got to learn how to invest in a professional way and it's not exchanging time for money in a job. Let's get you moving. And on that note, there's another question here from Z McCall, who's a Mughal, who says... How much money do I need to get started? You can get started in property with no money. People say this all the time, how much money do I need to get started? I meet people and they go, I've got 70 grand or I've got 100 grand, what should I do with it? Well, the reality is, I could say to you, oh, you need 50 grand, you need 70 grand, you need a If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. 
We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. grand but all that's going to do is get you your first one or two deals what are you going to do if you take your life savings and put it into a house what are you going to do to get the next house or the next house the 10th house the 15th house the 21st house you don't have enough money right you'll never have enough money it's not about how much money you have it's about what is your plan what's your strategy what are you going to do to build your property business you don't need money to do deal packaging you're finding deals and you're selling the deals to create the money you don't need money to, or much money to do rent-to-rents. You can take on rent-to-rent properties with no money. You could do rent-to-rent with a little bit of money and create more money to do more deals. You could do joint venture partnerships, so you can use other people's money. You can use private investor finance. You can use so many different things. You can do lease option agreements. I've taken on loads of properties for as little as a pound. You can do exchange with delayed completions. You could do assisted sales. There's so many different things that you can do in your property business that require little to no money or other people's money. It's not about how much money do you need to get started. It's about have you got the right knowledge of the investment techniques that can get you started. So next question from Carlos Uploads. I'm not sure that's his real name. With most HMOs, houses in multiple occupation, covering energy costs as part of the rent, it, with HM, so with most HMOs covering energy costs as part of the rent, it would be interesting to know if the rising gas and electricity bills, plus the unstable cost of these in the future, has made HMOs less attractive. Not really, Carlos, here's why. Because the cost of living is going up and up and up, meaning HMOs are becoming more popular for people to live in, meaning the rents on HMOs are going up. So if rents go up to cover the cost of the utilities, that's going to be an improvement. Number two is, you can put in a fair usage clause in the contract. So even though the bills are covered by the tenants, there is a fair usage clause. Number three is you can fix your energy costs. Number four is you can put in thermostats and controls to control the heating in properties. There's lots of new systems out there now that can help you control the heating in your houses in multiple occupation. Number five is a HMO quite often, and we've got a lot of HMO rooms, over 200 rooms in our portfolio. A HMO property, typical five bed HMO, will bring in a profit of anywhere from 700 to 1,000 pounds a month. The same property as a single let by to let would make about 300 pounds a month. So the additional 500 pound a month that you're making from a HMO, if you lost 40% of it even for, to utility costs, you're still better off profit-wise by at least 300 quid a month. So what I'm getting at is single let buy to let 300 pound a month, HMO 1,000 pound a month. If the HMO profit drops by 200 quid a month because of rising energy costs, it's still making 800 quid a month. It's still three to four, 500 pound a month more profit 
than the equivalent house as a single let buy to let. So does it make it less appealing? It might make it a little bit less appealing, but it's still way more appealing if you want more cash flow as a strategy than your single let buy to let would be. If you want me to keep going, is for landlords that haven't got a grasp of utilities, who haven't got a grasp of their properties, it actually makes rent to rent and specifically profit share agreements way more appealing because a lot of landlords who've got HMOs and are seeing it as a problem are gonna be more open to a better deal, a cheaper offer for a guaranteed rent contract. So what happens in property investing, Carlos, is people will often look at the downsides of something, but with every problem becomes a big, big opportunity. Our job as professional property investing, and when I say our job, Carlos, my job and your job, is to always focus on the opportunity that comes out of other people's problems. Big opportunities out there right now. And we've got a comment from Chris. So Chris says, we don't need any more buy to let. Properties should be for families to live in, not for greedy investors to profit. The next couple of years is going to be really tough as inflation gets worse and deepens. Unfortunately, many people are going to lose jobs and they won't be able to pay their mortgages or rents. The housing market is going to really suffer badly and so will a lot of landlords. All this stimulus during the pandemic is going to come back and bite us all really hard. You can already see this with the volatility in the stock markets. All the markets have been on steroids for the last two years. This crash will make 2008 look very minute. Chris, you should be working for the Bank of England. Chris, you should be dealing with monetary policy for the UK. Boris, and Rishi Sunak need you as their main advisor on all things economy. Because clearly you know exactly what's going to happen with the property markets and with everything. I mean, everything you've said there, I don't agree with any of it. Maybe I agree with some of it. Maybe we're going to have a huge crash. I can't wait, by the way, because it's going to bring huge opportunity. More millionaires and more billionaires are creating a crisis than at any other time because the savvy, the educated make more. These deals, by the way, right, we don't need any more buy-to-lets. Well, yes, we do. Yes, we do, because the population of this country is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Where are the people going to live? Right? Where are they going to live if there's not more buy-to-lets? Because then there's not enough council homes. The government are not building enough properties. Help to buy isn't really working. Shared ownership is probably the biggest scam in history. So really, Chris, really, we don't need any more buy-to-lets? Where are people going to live? It is landlords, it is private investors that are providing the homes for people to live in in this country right now, Chris. The properties that buy-to-let landlords are buying are not the properties that first-time buyers in many cases would buy. The sort of properties that I buy are sitting on the market empty or they're off-market. They're stuff that are already rental properties. We're taking on portfolios of rental properties. We're buying off tired landlords with rental properties. We're taking on shitty, run-down, horrible, dingy properties. We're doing them up and we're bringing them back into life. We're taking something shitty and turning it into something that provides a home for somebody who would otherwise not have a good home to live in, Chris. This country needs buy-to-let landlords to solve the housing crisis, right? It is not stopping housing other people from buying homes, but the properties are in this country. Well, let's do that again.
buy-to-let landlords are not stopping other people from buying homes. Buy-to-let landlords have not caused inflation. Are you going to blame us, Chris, for milk gone up in price? Is it landlords' fault that diesel is about to hit £2 a litre or whatever it's hitting? Is it landlords' fault that all of the cost of living has gone up? I bet landlords caused COVID. Right. I can't use that in the video, can I? I'll cut that. Get rid of that, right? It's, it's landlords' fault that everything's gone to shit in the world. No, Chris. No. Right, we didn't cause the problem. But you know what? We can solve the problem. We can solve the problem. Right, you can moan about stuff or you can be the, be the solution to the stuff. The next couple of years are going to be really tough because of inflation, right? Yes, is that a landlord's fault? Right? People are going to lose jobs. Chris, they're going to lose the jobs anyway. But what are going to happen when they lose jobs? Landlords are going to be helping them. Landlords will be helping them. Not the government, not anybody else. Landlords, private investors are going to be able to help these people solve the housing crisis, help people through the housing crisis. Because otherwise these people, if they lose their job, by the way, and they've got a mortgage, they've got a major problem, right? If they lose their house and they've got rent, they'll end up doing a deal with their landlord to get through that period of time, right? Chris, I challenge you on everything you say here. If there was no landlords in this country, we would have major problems. Landlords in this country are helping provide the housing for the increasing population of this country. Mel Taylor has asked, do you have any passive income ideas for people with integrity? Not even sure what that means, Mel. I, I mean, it could mean that you're, you've got integrity and you're looking for deals and ideas to make money for you, or you could mean that you've tarred all landlords with the same brush and saying all investors, all landlords have got no integrity whatsoever. Well, that's just ridiculous, Mel, and just not true. In any walk of life, in any industry, there is good people and bad people. In your job, whatever you do for a living, Mel, there is probably people with integrity and people with no integrity. By the way, tenants, we've got some great tenants with great integrity, and we've got other tenants with no integrity. It is whether you be a tenant or a landlord. There's scum landlords out there. There's trash landlords out there. But you know what? There's some great landlords out there. There's landlords out there who are helping people. We in our business, if somebody loses a job, we help them by allowing them to stay in the property and catch up on their rent. We allow them to pay a little bit extra some weeks to catch up on rent that's missed. We don't kick them out just because they've missed a couple of weeks because they've lost a job if they're a good tenant. However, if they're a tenant who shows up and they just not bothered paying from day one, it's a different approach with that person because they're the tenant with no integrity. But whether you're a landlord or whether you're a tenant, there's people with integrity and people without integrity. We help people who are about to be repossessed stop the repossessions. We help people get the best possible price for their properties by helping them sell their properties with assisted sales. We help people get on or up the property ladder as tenant buyers, where they can rent and buy off us at the same time. Mel, there's loads of property investment strategies for people with integrity. Uh, I don't know what way to take your comment, but I mean, it's just ridiculous, to be honest, if it's, you think all landlords don't have integrity. People are people. There's good and bad no matter what industry you're in. There's doctors with integrity and doctors with no integrity. There's dentists with integrity and no integrity. There's car salesmen, car salesmen with integrity and no integrity. Policemen. There's policemen with integrity and no integrity. Politicians. There's politicians with parties, I mean integrity, and no integrity. 
It doesn't matter what walk of life you're in, Mel. You got good and bad people. Your comment is ridiculous, to be honest. Knight Rider. I've wanted to meet you for years. Knight Rider says, Hi, you give good advice. Thank you, Knight Rider. I am in the process of just buying two bitolets. One question for you. I'm only buying where the EPC are a high-grade DRC. As in two years, you would need to invest thousands to bring them up to grade C for rental. How would you deal with this issue? So Knight Rider, here's what we're doing. We're buying E's, F's and G's and we're bringing them all up to a C. Every refurb we're doing, we're bringing them up to a C. If you're buying a D and you're trying to bring the D up to a C, that could cost you just as much, if not more, than doing an E, F or G EPC and bringing it up to a C. Here's why. If you pick up a, an EPC rating property of E, F or G today and you do a refurbishment on it and make it a C, you're going to add value to the property and likely recycle all of your money. You're going to get your money back out. You're going to add 20-25% equity to the property. If you buy a C as a C or a D as a D property today, you're probably leaving your money in. You're not adding value. If you're buying and not refurbishing, refinancing and adding value, then you're going to run out of money. You need to be doing the fundamentals of buy to let, which is buy, refurbish, rent and refinance. I'm looking for the E, F and G because on the refurbishment, we make it a C. We future proof it for 2025, 2026. Your D's, you're going to have to spend money on them anyway in 2025 or 6. But you're probably not going to get the value uplift that you'll get by picking up an E, F or a G. Um, you got to spend more time with me, man. Knight Rider, I've always wanted to spend some more time with you. Arus Muhammad says, Hi, I need some help to buy a house. My credit score gone wrong. If so, how can I build up and buy a house? So if you're look, asking this as a tenant perspective, looking to be a homeowner, Arus, and just buy one home for yourself, then you could become a tenant buyer for an investor. That would get you into a property, rent a property, and buy it at the same time. So we'd help you with your upfront deposit payment, and an option to payment that would go towards your deposit and you'd pay your market rent as normal with a little bit extra each month on top and you'd save your deposit up while we help you fix your credit score. That's one method you could use. However, if you're a property investor and you're asking the question from an investment point of view, you could do things like deal packaging to create money. You could do rent to rinse. You could take a property on a lease option agreement where you take the option to buy, live in it and improve your credit score over a period of time and exercise your right to buy later. You could even do an exchange with delayed completion. There's lots of ways you can control property without the need for a mortgage today, but get a mortgage later in the future. Loads of what I call no money down investment techniques that I teach at Progressive Property that you could be using, uh, Arus, to get yourself onto the property ladder. What you're doing is you're focusing on your mortgageability. Back in 2013, when I started to build my property portfolio, my credit file was terrible. Uh, literally in the 250 to 300 mark. Really bad credit file. In fact, today it's still not 999 after years of being a property investor because it was so trashed back in 2000 and from 2005 through to 2013. It was just trashed. 
So I, if I was relying on my credit file, Arus, I'd never have built my property business. Stop relying on your credit file and a mortgage, right? Rely on knowledge and network. And the final comment is from Sir Trollalot. <laughs> Sir Trollalot, that's actually his name. And he just wrote scam, scam. Sir Trollalot, scam. That's why if you go down through the Progressive Property YouTube channel, and you look at all of the properties on there, right? Every single video I'm doing, I'm not doing standing, just standing on a, some stage talking about property. I'm doing live videos outside and inside of property deal after property deal after property deal. How is that a scam? With a name called Sir Troll a lot. Sir Troll a lot. I'm Sir Post about a house a lot. Got to wrap up this video because I've got a meeting with a portfolio landlord who's looking to sell some properties. They've just walked into our office. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing. See you next time.